ask me a question. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Mets 360 here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Jura. I'm joined tonight by Chris Dial, who made his name uh, on the Internet. He's an Internet superstar and can't wait to talk Mets with him. He's a lifetime Mets fan. So let's get right to it, Chris. uh, Welcome and thanks for joining us tonight. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Now, uh, I did not get the chance to see today's game, but uh, I looked over at the box score and saw that Matt Harvey pitched today and struck out five and five and a third innings pitched, and that looked to be about the best thing from the box score line, and I don't think many people would call that a good outing. What do you think is wrong with Matt Harvey, and can it be fixed? Um, I did watch the game. I was lucky enough that I was able to uh, watch a good portion of it and I also spent some time on his last outing. And he really looks like he's not comfortable with his breaking pitches. So I looked a few things up after the game to really see what was wrong. And my impression was that he was throwing his slider way too often. I tweeted something about that uh, earlier in the week, that he's forgotten that his best pitch is his, and that his second best pitch is his fastball. Uh, and so... When I went and looked at the data at Baseball Savant uh, during Will, Wilmot's site, uh, sure enough, his percentage of sliders is up to like 22%. I mean, almost as often as he throws a two-seam fastball. It's crazy high, and he throws it a lot when he's behind in the count, uh, a lot more than he had in his successful years. So I went back and I looked at some of those things. But the other thing that I, I think that I've discussed with some uh, people is he just doesn't look right. So I look at his release point. So his release point this year is, um, for example, a little more sidearm than it was his first five years, four years in the majors, right? And if you look at 2016, uh, release point, it shifts. So in 15 is good years, four, uh, 13, 12 is good years. He's coming much more over the top. And now he's kind of got his arm out uh, a whole foot further. Now, I don't know if he changed position on the rubber, but I don't think that's it. But in addition, he's not coming from as hot. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a function of the 2016 uh, thoracic uh injury because he started doing it uh, in 2016. He started the season over the top, gradually moved out, and now in 2017, he's all more, uh, you know, not sidearm at all, but still not over the top like his really successful time is. And that, that makes a lot of sense. He's not pulling down on the slider enough. He's not, you know, all of the things that would lead to a less successful pitching. And it looks like it's his release point. And I don't know if the Mets put a lot of time and effort into that, but it looks 
definitely fixable because there's a visual change to uh, the release point. See, to me, that's a real interesting thing, and that's not something that I've noticed myself. What I have noticed when I watch Harvey pitch is he doesn't seem to have that same bulldog attack attitude, and maybe it's because he can't dial the fastball quite up to 97 or 98, but he seems to be a guy throwing 95 and nibbling. And to me, that's just so frustrating to watch. It's just like pound him with the fastball, pound him with the fastball. You talked about the the numbers of sliders that he was throwing. And to me, that pitch doesn't have the bite that it had previously. And why he's throwing more of that is, is something that I'd really like to ask the brain trust. Why is he throwing so many of these pitches that seem that don't seem to have the bite that they had previously? That, that's actually a really good point. I, I didn't think of it. And he doesn't really have... Uh, as much uh, intensity, I guess. Uh, part of that could come from uh, the the World Series two years ago. Uh, was that that game? There it was crushing. But uh, he, he definitely seems to not. If you, if you think about Greg Maddox, if he gave up a home run, he didn't like the pitch. He would be really mad at himself, but he would control it. Uh, a lot of people worry that a young pitcher, uh, if he gets mad at himself, he, he gets in his own head. Uh, I think Harvey, just from his personality leading up to the last couple of years, he may just be afraid of getting hurt. So he has, it feels like he's backing off of it. I don't know. His release point is definitely down. And so I definitely agree with your observation that he doesn't have the intensity that he did two years ago. Well, if he's had Tommy John surgery and thoracic outlet surgery, you can't really blame the guy if he's worried about getting hurt. But we mentioned earlier that he went, yeah, he went uh, only five and a third uh, innings today. And this is something that we've seen again and again. I don't know what the count is, but I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 consecutive games where we haven't had a guy pitch uh, getting out in the seventh inning. So what do you think is the biggest reason that the starters can't go deep into games? Um, I think the biggest reason is Terry Collins. The pitch counts are up. Uh, they're not closing batters out. Uh, we know that uh, Harvey is struggling with some of his command. Certainly he's gone to a slider more, and, that, and he throws it for balls more, so he's really not. Uh, dominate, which leads to higher pitch count before the step. Uh, DeGrom, I was watching the DeGrom game earlier this week, whatever this week is, and uh, Keith Hernandez was commenting that they've observed that he's flying open and so he doesn't have his command. Until DeGrom works that out, he's going to struggle with his pitch count. Uh, as you noted, uh, he did throw a handful of pitches in the seventh, but he was already 100 pitches when that started, so they just said enough. But I think uh, Wheeler has come around. I think Zach Wheeler is ready to go. He could have gone to the seventh this, this week. And and so without, you know, a workhorse like Cologne, but with Cindergaard down and no Nats or Lugo, I think all any of those guys may go that deep. Uh, people are just getting cut off right at 100 pitches uh, or 105. Now, I don't disagree.
120 is too much, but I don't really have a problem with 112. Uh, Terry Collins has really gotten this incredibly quick hook going, right? I, there used to be a stat called uh, quick hook, slow hook. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was a uh, Elias or a Bill James thing, but how often the pitcher went and pulled the starter uh, before you know, he would need it to, or I don't remember all the criteria, or to it, Terry has got an incredibly quick hook. And that's fine if you have the 2015 Kansas City Royals bullpen, right? We don't have the Kansas City Royals 2015 bullpen, so it's not really great to dig into that bullpen as quickly as you can. So now, I, I you think brought up, uh, we're on the – go ahead. I was going to say, you, you brought up Terry Collins and, and the quick hook. And to me, one thing that I want to ask you about is, do we lay that quick hook on, on completely at the feet of Terry Collins, or how much do you think that Sandy Alderson sets the tone saying, look, these guys are coming off surgery, these are our bread and butter, and we're going to protect them. So when you're in the dugout managing – don't you dare go over 105 pitches or whatever the imaginary number is. I'm just curious in your mind, how much of that do you think is Terry Collins? This is the way that I want to manage versus Terry Collins. Well, I got told this by my boss, so this is what I'm doing. Um, Terry Collins has been around for a really long time. And so I think he is going to do, I do agree. He would have a talk with upstairs with uh Cinder down Matt down, Lugo down. He's probably is going. I need to have a, I need to have a quick hook so I, I can't have anybody else go down. All right, and it's just a, a he, he sees it as a better risk to make sure nobody gets injured. However, uh, if you're going to lose all the games, right? If he doesn't, you know, Harvey is only your bread and butter for what two more years. Degrom is only going to be your bread and butter for another year, right? I'm not sure what the times are. But for all intents and purposes, uh, if you're going to try to win this year, you've got to have a balance between the two. You can't be afraid just because people are hurt. And I will admit, it's scary. You get to 105, and I only have these two guys. I better make sure they don't you – know, I better have a quicker hook. And I'm kind of okay with a quicker hook, but that also leads to then I can't worry about if anybody's going to go to seven. It's one of those, one or the other. Now, we knew that we had so many pitchers who were coming back from surgery, but one of the ones who didn't have uh, undergo the knife under the throwing arm was Robert Gazelman. And he's been, a, to me, in my mind, a major disappointment this year. They've decided to skip his turn next time through the rotation. They put him into the bullpen, and he gave up a run today. So I want to know, do you think there's any hope for him for Gazelman here in 2017, and if so, in what role? Well, I think that's a, a, a great point. Uh, he, he's still really young, what, 23 or so, and Fangraph, sorry about all the stuff, Fangraph wrote a piece on his spin rate earlier, say a week or so ago, and how his slider is way off. I, I didn't, I haven't done any research on how Gazelman's doing on that, but he's only 23, so I would 
I would literally say if I think he had this great spin rate and five pitches, I would literally treat him the way the Twins treated Johan Santana in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. Uh, Santana spent about two and a half years as the long man. And not really the long man, but he would come in and pitch. You know, anytime the starter got in trouble, he would come in and pitch a couple of innings, at least if my memory's correct. I know it's going to have access to uh, baseball reference. I can immediately look it up because Santana never pitched in sleep. But uh, they were really, you know, baseball perspectives really bragged on how great it was that they were taking it easy on him uh, his first, you know, two and a half years in the league, right? Now, he was a little younger than Gagelman, but not a lot. Not when he first threw 100 innings. He was about the same age. And so I would use him spot starter and, you know, when Harvey only goes 5.1, I'd leave him out there for two innings. I mean, that's what, you know, that's that's the part, and and I know that we, we have to probably talk about the bullpen some more, but that's the part where Collins is really chewing me up, right? Uh, I think uh, his element is a good bridge right now. He's only 23, and he really has to learn how to pitch to major leaguers. So I think that this is the best time for him. You take him uh, the third time or fourth time through the lineup off of the starter uh, and really let him get used to throwing two or three major league games instead of we, we just threw him in there at 23 and say, here, throw six or seven majors, which he could not do very well. And, you know, his last inning, I think he only had four in. Well, okay, well, let's take it down. And then we'll have his arm for two years from now. He'll be 25. You know, he'll be Syndergaard's age. He'll be Harvey's age, and he'll be ready to go. And then he will have be a lot smarter pitcher. So I think that's a, a much better way to treat uh, development it, right now. Uh, we need some. We need somebody to start the game, so it's not perfect. If he's going to be the prospect, and I think everybody had him on the list, Sickles, Law. If he's going to be a prospect, then that's who we need to make sure. We're not just throwing him to the Lions. We give him a chance to develop at the major. All during the offseason, Matt Cerrone over at Mets Blog was talking about using uh, Seth Lugo in that type of role, a guy that you could throw in the bullpen and have him come out and pitch two or, or three innings whenever you needed it. And it's interesting to me that that seems to be the role that you envision for Gazelman. Um, so you don't think that a, a trip to the minors is what he needs? You think a trip to the bullpen is, is the cure for him? Well, I think we don't have Lugo, right? So if we had Lugo, I might, I would probably say we might need a little more seasoning in uh, AAA, but we don't have Lugo. So I, I would much rather, uh, I mean, he, he's already 23. I think he's ready to start throwing in the major leagues. I mean, Lugo has that high spin rate slider. You know, if he comes back, I mean, that's really where we want to, uh, to to go ahead and get him in there. Um, actually, I'm not sure that, depending on how Lugo's age, that he doesn't just go, you know, forget it, be a close, right? You get up there and, you know, uh, throw a slider uh, that nobody can hit for the next six years. 
so in, in Lugo's absence, I, I definitely would use Desmond the same way that, yes, I think Lugo is uh, a good piece. He's Chris. I'm Brian. You're listening to Mets 360 here on Blog Talk Radio. We've been talking about the Mets starting pitchers up until this point. Let's shift over into the bullpen. And the bullpen the past couple of days has been okay, but before then it was uh, pretty horrific. And I want to know, is that just overuse or does the pen need an overhaul? Um, Well, I I think it's both. (laughs) There's no doubt it's it's some of both. The, the pen, well, I think my biggest concern about the bullpen is Collins just running guys out there constantly, right? Um, I, I've never been a fan of, of Terry Collins' bullpen. He, he loves the bullpen. And, uh, right now, I looked this up. Because of when he threw seven guys out there the other day, I don't know if you remember that game. Seven pitchers for the last four innings. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. Um, and we lost, so even worse. Uh, we because obviously we're on that. Um, but seven pitchers. When he threw seven pitchers, I like how many pitchers a game does he use? And I looked it up because I don't know what the uh, average is relief pitchers per game, right? But I'll guess between uh, around three, two to three, uh, depending on how good your team is. Even when you talk about how good the Royals is, it was the seven, eight, nine guy. Um, but right this year, Collins is averaging four relievers a game. That, I know that we just talked about starters not going into seven, but, you know, for three innings, I don't need four relievers for every single game. And that's what he's averaging. Uh, he always uses three, and sometimes he uses seven. So the overwork is a definite problem. It's just the number of appearances these guys are piling up is just crazy. Uh, I also think that because we don't have good talent, uh, we have a couple of good guys. Uh, I really like Blevins. Blevins was just glorious today. Uh, Collins let him pitch to a right-hander for a change. And, you know, Woo-hoo! he just came in slammed the door on those guys. It was really nice. Uh, he struck out the first batter on three pitches. Lefty struck him out on three pitches. Got a righty. Count went full, but he got him uh, to bounce out. And then uh, Descalso pinch hit left-hander. He didn't have anybody on the bench. And he flew out the center. But uh, Blevins was really terrific today. And I think that, you know, you talk about a seven, eight, nine guys. You have Addison Reed. Uh, I obviously don't know what's going to happen with Familia at this point. Uh, you might know better on how long you expected to be out. But Reed is fine. And Blevins, if the left-hander, if you're going to have two lefties up in the seventh or eighth inning, Blevins gets that whole inning, right? Just give it to Blevins and let him just crush somebody, you know. And if you're going to have another one up to start the next inning, let Blevins go because he just kills left hands. I mean, his ERA, or, you know, on um, baseball references, uh, OPS against for left-handers is like 12, right? It's ridiculous. So I, I really think uh, underusing uh, Blevins. In one of the games this past week, Collins, used two relievers, they got no one out. They threw four pitches, and that was it. 
right? And, you, you know, so uh, we've got to change how we're going to use the talent we have because we don't have Wade Davis. So you're just going to have to say, okay, guys will win twice a week, we'll go two innings. Uh, I need to lay out a few uh, uh, roles. Uh, it's not that hard. I mean, uh, you can't, you cannot have one, you can't have a loop, right? Right now, with the lack of depth out of the starters, and, you know, we have three, well, I guess with Wheeler coming around, we've, only, we've got two starters who we don't even know who are at, at any given moment, uh, that you've got to use the talent you have significantly different than what Collins is doing and maybe is even capable of doing. So both. Well, we're in com- oh we're in I'm sorry, we're in complete agreement about the bullpen usage and it it's very frustrating to watch game after game with Collins managing like it's the the seventh game of the World Series and the the multiple pitching changes per inning is what's led to the bullpen blowout. And I had asked you if the bullpen needed an overhaul, and I really don't think that the bullpen needs an overhaul. I think it needs more sensible usage and quit using, like you said, Blevins for just left-handed batters. And my favorite move is bringing in Hansel Robles to face righties. Well, meanwhile, he gets lefties out much, much better than he does righties but it doesn't make a difference to this administration. And I'm not willing to put all of the blame at Collins's feet because I think this is a directive from above. Because certainly if it was not a directive from above, Alderson would have said something by now these last six, seven years and said, hey, how about backing off on this uh, matchup masturbation thing that you got going on here? But the fact that he said nothing makes me think that he's at least gives it his tacit approval. Well, uh, that's a really good point. I don't know. I don't know how much uh, Alderson. I, I do believe when we talked earlier about uh, Alderson saying, "Look, don't let those starters throw more than 105." I can't imagine he focuses on the day-to-day grind of the uh, bullpen. He can say you're overusing them, not overusing them, or whatever, but. Uh, I, I don't think he gives that detail. He may do that. The good news is he is actually speaking at Saber 47 uh, while asking that question and how much he uh, interferes with the dugout. But uh, I'd be oh, I would love that. That involved. I would love that. Yeah, Please he, do that. I, I, I will. You can count on it. I will be submitting that question. Uh, I doubt he's Fantastic. taking these questions. Right. Um, but but to me. Collins uh, doesn't play attention to appearance, which is bad. And uh, I guess I grew up watching the Braves, uh, Cubs, and Mets on all the superstations. But all of those guys, whether it was Keystone or Skip Carey or uh, Tyner, uh, those guys would all say, look, when a reliever comes in the game, if he gets up and sits down and throws, is you know, trying to get loose really fast, but then doesn't come in the game. That's a, that's an appearance, and and that's that's really something that Collins doesn't pay a lot of attention to. Uh, in the past, and this is something I've also noticed, we haven't really rotated our relievers. Right? In the past, we used twenty relievers on the season. 
right, where, you know, let's just churn through some guys, call up some AAA guys, uh, go with a hot hand for a couple of weeks, you lose it, switch back, where guys are getting a lot of rest, you know what I mean? Like, uh, now he's uh, – Collins has always used a couple of workhorses that threw 70 in. Two guys are going to throw 70 in, 70 appearances, I mean, and, you know, and that's definitely going to go. But we should be trying to go 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. And bring it out. there's a guy in AAA who was a starter a couple of years ago, 25 or so, since Kevin McGowan. And he's got a, you know, a strikeout in any kind of stuff. He was a starter for his first three years. A peer, I, I don't know his history, but his, his, his baseball card looks like he got injured. And now he's in the pen. Okay, bring that guy up. Let him throw two in. Right, I think he averages two innings in appearance now, right? And maybe he wants to be a starter in the majors, but uh, he and his element can, can tag team four games a week, right, and and do it. That's what I mean by we have to use a different strategy with the talent. We just don't have any like out guys. Uh, I, you know, I also uh, I did some research on it trying to see because Collins, right, uh, doesn't. Uh, you mentioned about Robles, but I believe that there is something to changing the batter's eye. So if I have a right-hander starter that throws fastballs, I want to bring in a left-hander or I want to bring in uh, a right-hander that throws sliders. I don't want them to have the same repertoire, right? Uh, this is It kind of goes to uh, we have a lefty, right, and we would relieve with another lefty and basically do the exact same stuff. But you're not really changing the hitter's view. Right? If I'm teeing off on a guy, I need to start have somebody come in and throw a completely different set of pitches. And and that's something that Collins doesn't look at or, or anything like that. So I, I think that those are two things. You need a diverse bullpen. And you can't use everybody every game. I mean, four relievers a game, that's five pitchers a game. And how many I've only got, let's see if i got five stars, I've only got seven relievers. I, I can't use four of them every game, six days a week. doesn't work. You're absolutely right. So each week here on the show, we make a crazy prediction. So I'll give you mine, and then I'll ask you for yours. So mine is, the, it's pretty clear that the Mets are going to cut ties with Rafael Montero any day now. And my crazy prediction is once they cut ties with him and he goes to a new team and he gets new voices in his ear, new coaching, my crazy prediction is that Montero is going to develop into a useful major league starter. I want to know how crazy is my prediction, and also do you have a crazy prediction of your own? Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, being lifelong Mets fans, we're well aware of the fact that if we let Montero go, he will go on to throw a couple of no-hits. We can be sure of that. <laughs> uh, he's still young. Uh, I don't know, he's 25 or 26. He throws hard. Uh, yes, I do think if he goes somewhere else, I, I don't think that's crazy. He could certainly be useful. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, if he goes over and pitches for the Cardinals, I'm sure he'll haunt us constantly, right? Yeah, he'll be a monster. Um, I think I think the crazy prediction that I have is I 
I would like to see something. Uh, I say if things don't improve by July, uh, we just just make the use of it right now. Just cut Neil Walker loose. Our team is really old, right? Just ditch Granderson, go to Conforto 24-7, bring up Nemo. Um, uh, I know you, you like uh, Ahmed Rosario, but I would call up the other kid who could play second base. Uh, his name he play uh, Gavin Ticini. Ticini. Let's bring him up. Yeah. Right, and you bring him up, um, and uh, Dominic Smith. Just you know, Duda, you're out. Everybody's out. We're just going to go with all youth and and load it up. I think that that would be a competitive team, and I think it would be really fun to watch. Just literally cut the average age of the team down to 25. Now we're not going to do that unless uh, Collins gets fired, and that's my prediction. I think Collins is. If somebody else gets hurt, if Harvey or DeGrom gets hurt, you get rid or well, Familia's already hurt, you just ditch Collins. Just you're done. And everybody gets hurt under him. That's what's gonna happen if DeGrom or Harvey gets hurt again. Just fire Terry Collins and get somebody else in there. Especially if well, they feel terrible at June. Well there you go. Chris Dial calling for uh, the the end of uh, Terry Collins' uh, Mets managerial career. On on that high point, I think we need to uh, end the show, especially since we're all out of time. Uh, Chris, I'd love to have you come back uh, another time and uh, talk a little defense for with you. Is uh, is that a possibility? Oh, absolutely! I love talking Mets, and uh, I know that you and I see enough eye to eye that it's a little fun. Well, thanks again for joining us tonight. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you again uh, next Wednesday night at 11 o'clock. Good night, everyone. Goodbye.